Beloved, this is Commanding the Year, 2023 series. It is a yearly solemn feast instructed by God, in which we commit the year into God's hands, and command the year to go in line with God's will for us. Join us now in today's episode. The Church of Jesus is gradually moving towards a place that the Father wants her to get to. Amen to Jesus. And um, every one of us, we are important in this place. Yeah, um, there's a place of individual personal praise and there's a place of the public and the corporate praise. Um, for the church to make her impact in the world effectively, we need to come together in praise. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. And um, there's a manifested presence of God that is on the individual basis, even while we praise God. And there's a manifested presence of God that is on the public basis while we praise God. For example, Simon Kulukul chapter 20, God told the children of Israel, let the choir lead the army. Let them lead the army. I know, as the choir led the army, they were singing praises unto the Lord and going to battle. And God went ahead of them to set ambushment against their enemy. Bible says, I like that verse of praises, and they helped themselves destroy each other. You see, that's what corporate praise does. That battle was a national battle. Yeah. It was not an individual battle. And they needed God to eat to fight for them as a nation, mm-hmm. not as individuals. Now, if there to be um, um, an, um, a gathering together of the people, and they were praising God on an individual note, why gather together? And God was meeting them on their meeting, manifesting in their midst on an individual note. What happened have not happened. Are you getting what I'm saying? But what happened in that situation was that it was a corporate general praise, are we together? And public praise, and God did not meet, did not manifest in them as individuals. God manifested for them as a group, as a nation. And like never before, I think our nations need this, praise God. Mm-hmm. We need this. And we only attain this when we do not come with the individual praise mentality. We come with the corporate praise mentality. When there's a corporate praise mentality, you discover that nobody is standing. Well. You know, sometimes when what people in church, uh, in, in, in church meetings, when they are praising God, you see that even in the heat of praise, some people are just sitting, some are watching, some are looking at their phone, some are doing selfie, some are videoing the, the person leading the praise. You understand? I remember once I saw a meeting where I saw by the way, no praising. Somebody was videoing the person leading the and I was like, what? Did you come or you absent? You see, those things, they make us understand that we are not actually doing yeah, it. Yeah, we are not doing a general praise. Because if when the, the leader is leading and somebody is videoing him with his phone, you can see this out to video. It shows that we are not there together yet. Yes. And when one person is out of the picture, it doesn't make the fullness of the purpose for coming together. Please watch forevermore. Mm-hmm. When the children of Israel wanted, when Senator uh, brought the message to them and told them, he said, I've killed that for you. Let's see how your God will save you. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, there was no time for selfie. There was no time for videoing who is singing or who is not singing. Everybody had to please with understanding by force because this is a matter of life and death 
Ah, the, the guy had track record. He had track record. He had track record. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, when the thing when he when he kick, ah, he said, man, we have to praise as a matter of life and death. We have not come to a point in the church where we praise as a matter of life and death. Mm. That's why it's affecting us a great deal. You know, for example, in my country, election is just next month. And we still see a lot of division in the church. Mm. And you get what I'm saying? We have not come to a point where we want to take our nation for Jesus mm. as a church. Until we get to that point, we will not be able to come into the place of general praise. Mm. And that's why unity of faith is very important in general praise. Mm. Nobody will have the time to, to be videoing the person is leading. In fact, we are all leading. <coughs> in that kind of we are all leading. Mm. The person that's just at the front, there is just a figurehead. We are all leading. Yes. Because this matter is a matter of life. And when the choir was leading the army, the army had to be singing. They had to be singing. Because you know, this battle is not, it's not what they can achieve. So they have to be singing and following the choir. The choir was singing, he was singing, everybody was singing. Nobody had time for anything. And until we get there, we will not see God manifest himself for us. We yet see him manifest himself on an individual basis in our lives. But for us, we will not see him yet. And I trust God that the church is getting to that place where will see God manifest himself for the church. Amen. It is still possible for us to praise God and we go to the battlefield and see that all our enemies are with you. Yes. It is still possible. Yes. No, no, it is still very possible. If it happened before, it can happen again. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Jesus Christ is saying yes, today and forever. So, it's a clarion call for the church to come into corporate praise. Whatever faction you are, whatever division you are, just come into corporate praise. Lord, we are praising you for the for the destiny of our nation. We are praising you for the destiny of our society, irrespective of our political affiliations. So that when we finish praising God, when God does it, you know that it's God that does it. If it is my political party that does not win, I know that God is it. Even in a political party that wins, I know that God did it. But we need to come to that place. And I trust God that the church will gradually come there. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, next we are looking at the next component of praise is declaring and making known the renowned fame and glory of God. This is another act of praise. Declaring and making known the renowned fame and glory of God. Now we must understand something that praise is not complete without words. I hear what I'm saying. Praise is not complete without words. Now my mom always has a challenge when she sees people, when she hears people sing, and she cannot hear the words. Oh, yeah, not making noise. I'm not hearing the words. We need to hear the words. You see her getting. We need to hear the words. And some of the times we are moved by reading, but not by lyrics. Yes. The reading is nice. And we see some people, they sing and you don't hear what they say. If we are not hearing it, we are just wasting our time. Are you get what I'm saying? We must hear the words. That's why if it's a language you don't understand, we usually advise that people translate. So that we can know what we are saying. Are we together? 
because we are just even nursery rhymes. The purpose of nursery rhymes is to teach children something. One, two, bubble my shoe. Three, four. Not, you are teaching them one, two, three. Jack and Jill. You are teaching them something. If there is nothing to be taught in the rhyme, then it is a waste of time. So even for children, we teach them rhymes. We teach them something through rhymes. If we are singing rhymes or doing melody and we don't have the lyrics, we cannot hear it and it's not making any impact. It's a waste of time. Are we together? Yes. And this is one very important thing that music ministers have to teach us. We need to hear. Say the words. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Alright. Um, these words must be, I'm not going to know about the words that make up a praise music. Is that the words must be declarations, not any other kind of words. Are we together? Yes. They must be declarations. You know, I'll to a man of God. Okay, I'll listen to a, to a, 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 a church program. And they said in their church, when they, they sing, they don't just sing songs, they sing to declare the greatness of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? If everything is not a song, we should sing as praise. When we're saying, How great thou art, we are praising God. We are declaring. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. If we are not declaring, then we are not praising. And it's very important because we model it up most of the times and we don't know actually what we are doing. And God is doing it. But I think for God to be bringing such things out, it means that God is actually calling us to the place of what? Perfection. And the place of precision in our act of praise. Because God actually wants us to praise Him rightly. Amen to Jesus. Amen. So, it means that the content of praise must be an official statement about God from scriptures. Are we getting what I'm saying? Yes. It must be an official statement about God from scriptures. You don't just bring out what is it. <laughs> well, I and um, Pastor were talking once, I was like, we just see some of these people, they just sing and they just, they just, they just jam words together and they have a rhythm. And we're like, there's no, there's no revelation in this song, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But you see, some others, the words, when you get there, you will see weights. You, you hear weights, are you getting what I'm saying? You know that this person has spent time digging into scriptures and is actually singing scriptures out. He's declaring God from scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So it must be an official statement about God from scriptures, not from your experience, not from hearsay, not from, um, um, what do you call it? The news, because there are many places that give us information about God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. If you go to Wikipedia, you get information. If you, everywhere you go, there's information, there's different information about God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But this information about God, this statement about God, must be from scriptures. Yeah. So it means that a praiser is a is a student of the world. Some people think they are just ability to join and um, blend, mix songs together. 
Hey, I got the next song, do the next song, I got the next song. No, 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 no. It's more than that. For you to be a praiser, you must be a student of the world. You must be loaded with scriptures. You must be scripturally sound. That means you must have statements from scriptures, official statements from scripture about God. After it is called official statements. Because the official document that talks about Yahweh is the Bible. Yes. Uh-huh. Every other document is a counterfeit document. They are unofficial documents. Even what I have to say that is not in line with scripture is unofficial. What you have to say that is not in line with scripture is unofficial. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. In view of this knowledge, in view of this, knowledge of God must be possessed by the praise giver. Thus, the God you do not know about from scripture, you cannot praise. Yes. The God you don't know about from scriptures, you cannot praise him. Mm. You cannot praise him. And this is why sometimes we have issues. We have good singers, but we don't have real praisers. Because real praisers are men of scriptures. They know God from scriptures. They keep knowing God from scriptures. So when they praise, they praise the revelation of God they have from scriptures. That's what they release out. That's what they release out. And in church today, we have a lot of singers, but we have few praisers. When you see the praisers, you, know, you see revelation coming out. His songs are revelations. Revelations of who God is. Are you getting what I'm saying? Revelations of who God is. So, that is the reason why praise is not for a department in the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? Choir department. You say they have a praise team. No, praise is not for the praise team. Praise is not a sole responsibility of the praise team or the choir department. It's a responsibility of everything that has breath. And everything that has breath that knows that that knows God from scriptural perspective. So is the first criteria is to have bread. The second criteria is you must know God from scriptures. You have to be a student of the world. Second Timothy 2 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. In work one, which near not to be ashamed of service. Rightly. Rightly dividing the word of truth. So if you can't divide the of truth and get understanding of who God is from scriptures, you can't praise God. I didn't say. Just like Job, who was before the Old Testament, he said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed the name of the Lord. That was before the Old Testament. He didn't even know who the Lord is, who the Lord was. Are you getting what I'm saying? But he could even have a relationship with the Lord that he did not know. And then he began to say, How how, how I wish I can get a mediator that will stand between me and God. He was actually looking for Jesus in his time. And you know what? Today, we have Jesus. Today, we know that every good and perfect is coming from the Lord. Today we know that um, 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 the gifts and calling of God that we've had repentance. We, and we know that all the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ that we fulfilled in Christ. So when God gives, he doesn't take. Joe, you know understand that. And he could see praise. What about we that have all this understanding? If we don't have to praise, then it means that we have a systematic issue that has to be dealt with. End time systematic issue. If we have left praise for a department in church, it means we have a serious, serious issue that has to be dealt with. 
Because this is what is meant to be done based on the revelation of who God is. And if we don't praise, it means that we don't have a revelation of who God is. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Furthermore, this declaration of God from His Word must make known His renown, His fame, and His glory. Come together. So, any other thing than this is not praise. It is not making known the renown of God. It is not making known His fame. It is not making known His glory. It's not praise. It's something like that. It's a, it's a song of consecration, a song of petition. The song of request, fine. I know, I know something. He hears people sing songs like some kind of songs like actually sing their worship. He hears songs like, Lord, let my weeping touch you. And he think they are worshiping. And they are crying. I get what I'm saying. They're not actually worshiping. They're actually making a request. I get what I'm saying. And God is not against your request. When you finish making your request, end it with praise. Because the Bible says, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let the request. So when you finish making your request, please after at least crying and asking for his, for your weeping, your tears to touch him. Please end it with praise. Because if all you did was to cry and ask for your chest to touch him, you have not finished your work. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God. So I now these three things must be in place in praise. Making known the renown, the fame. And the glory of God. That's what praise was entailed. Declaring these three things. Now, declaring the renown of God is making known the great fame and respect of God. Making known what? The great fame and the respect of God. Now, please understand something. Hmm? God does not need us to make him famous. I get what I'm saying. When we hear make known the great fame and the renown of God, looking to think that okay, God needs us to make him famous. Just the same way some people believe that God needs us to evangelize so that people yes god actually over projected he built too much mansions in heaven so now god is under pressure he needs many people to come to heaven so he's now pleading with us to go and evangelize so that many people can come to heaven and there will not be empty spaces in heaven that's the mental disposition that most of us have known to us i get what i'm saying that's why i will tell you to go for evangelism in this because that's where you're thinking Remember when I was doing a Christmas service, I was teaching about soul winning. And after teaching about um, uh, ABC, evangelism made easy. Somebody now raised up and said he had a question. I was expecting a very vibrant question on how to win souls. And he started asking me about, you see, how can, what will show that I'm born a king and the unbeliever is not born a king? What will show if I don't have money? But I was so angry. I was the anger was so much that I didn't know when I shouted at the person from the counter. Because we have missed it somewhere. We have missed it somewhere. And we have to get it right. That's the reason why we feel that God owes us. And so he has to pay us for us to go and evangelize for him. We've messed up a lot of things in church and we didn't need to get it straight in church. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God forevermore. It must say that God does not need us to make him popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, we say make the renown of God. Declare that that God wants us to make him popular. God wants us to make it uh, at least before you were, he was God. He will be God and will forever be God. Yes. Your fame, self, your popularity 
this. Let's not start talking. Let me not continue talking. We do this by boldly declaring that God is great and <coughs> he is to be praised for that. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Amen. So we declare that God is great and God is to be what? Praised for that. We declare it. Now, greatness makes the great thing without publicity. Greatness makes the great famous without what? Publicity. Are we together? Yes. Greatness on its own publicizes. Are you know what I'm saying? Yes. When somebody is great, it publicizes him. It doesn't need publicity to be great. Mm-hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't need publicity to be to be made public, to be famous when he's great. So the greatness of God is enough, more than enough publicity for God. Yes. So in quote, God does not need our publicity for him to be famous. Mm. Because his greatness is more than enough publicity for him. Yes. Are we together? So God is famous without publicity. We need to put this straight in our minds. God is famous without publicity. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are the ones who need publicity. We are the ones who pay for jingles. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? We are the ones who put who who who, who, who do adverts and put up billboards and flyers and and, um, posters. God does not need any of those things. His greatness is his jingle. His greatness is his publicity. His greatness is his flyer. Is his advert. Is his poster. That's why the Bible says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for creation and joy of the whole world. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is what makes his praise great. Are we together? Yes. So when we declare the greatness and fame of God, we make ourselves conscious of <laughs> See, most of the time, we need to understand that everything we do is for ourselves, basically. Yes. It's for our consciousness. You know, when I was coming today, a thought was coming, and I kept causing thought. And then I started praising the Lord. Why? Because I have to renew my mind with praises. I have to get more conscious of God than conscious of the devil or whatever fear is coming to my heart. Because the more conscious I get of God, the less conscious I get of my of, of the fears and the, the thoughts that they bring to my mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it reminds me of the story I heard about um um One day was just his driver was driving as we were driving as we were going. He told the driver, stop! And the driver stopped. He came down from the car and started dancing. And danced and danced and danced and danced on the road. Danced and danced and danced. And then after a while, stopped. He entered the car and said, let's go. After a while, the driver had to like. You say, Papa, please, oh, uh, it's not just please, I just wanted to renew you. What gave rise to that action of yours? He said, Oh, don't mind the devil. He was telling me this project to fail, that project to fail, this project to fail, that project to fail. And why he was telling me that? I heard the Lord tell me, So, can you dance for me now? And I said, Why not, Lord? I said, So, go ahead. So, that's why I came out. And I dance, but you see, you want, you, think you want to live a very posh, normal life. I tell you, you'll be so conscious of satanic information. I said, That's why I came out to dance alone. And not the project succeeded. I get what I'm saying. Yes. So, we do, we, when we praise God, we, when, we, uh, when we declare the renown of God, when we declare His greatness, we are not actually publicizing Him, we are renewing our mind. Yes. His greatness is enough, more than enough publicity for Him. So, declare the greatness of God is for our own good, not for, as it were, God's own good. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, it's exciting when we declare his greatness. He likes it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end, we are the ones who get the benefits more. Because the devil is trying to mess up our mind, we have to remain conscious of God. Praise God. Now, in addition, we declare that God is to be feared above all gods. Are we together? Because he's in his own class. He's in his own class. And no God comes close to him or can be compared with him. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 5 says, For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. He is in his own class. See, you see, God is not the enemy of the devil. No, 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 no. We must get it right. When we pray, sometimes as if God is the enemy of the devil. No. God is not the enemy of the devil. God is the creator of Lucifer, who turned himself to the devil. So God is the creator. God does not have a rival. <laughs> yes. He doesn't have a rival. Remain connected. Teaching continues shortly. Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, Serve the Lord Christ. Authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. This book is the beginning of new experiences for every believer serving the Lord Christ in the body of Christ. God is the rewarder of all who are diligent in their service to Him. Thus, rewards naturally comes to the faithful servant of God. However, motives are paramount to our service in the kingdom of God. If the purposes of the one serving God are not good and acceptable, the service cannot be good and acceptable either. As a child of God, you have an assignment to do for the Lord here on earth. Find out how to walk in God's purpose, fulfill the course of the Lord and receive the glory set before. This information in this book will be helpful and useful for individuals, families, groups and local churches. Order a copy today via Amazon. Welcome back. Are you going to say, when David calls people the enemy of God, it's based on his own level of revelation and understanding. Are you going to say, you know, but you see, God does not have a rival. An enemy is somebody that come and, can come and attack you. Are you going to say, nobody, I am a mom, When Lucifer did what he did in, in heaven, what happened? God did not even move his smallest tool. There was somebody assigned to that assignment. Mm. Go and deal with it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. If Lucifer was an enemy, are you getting me? Yes. He would have been able to start coming close and attacking and they now have to mount garrison and they now have to stop. No! God does not have an enemy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Every being, everything was created. For that was created all things and for the period we had that were created. He created all things for a period. The ones that did not want it to be used for a pleasure, they turned themselves into what they are. But they cannot get into the for someone to be your enemy, the person is trying to rank with you. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Nobody, nobody reach to be God enemy. No, 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 no. I gotta say. They can choose to they can reach to be our enemy. I get what I'm saying. But God, nobody reach to be his enemy. He's in a class of his own. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. He's in a class of his own. And so we must leave him in his class. We must ex we must just know that he's in that class. You see, when we know that God is in a class of his own, all these petty, 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 petty enemies. I know the believers, the Bible says they are seated in heavenly places with Christ, all above the eternity and past. I know what I'm saying. 
And the Bible says we are healed with Christ and Christ is in God. So God is in a class of his own. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we are healed, we are healed with Christ and Christ is inside God. That means we are in God's class. We don't get enemy. <laughs> I don't have an enemy. Nobody is a mate enough to come and counter me. Are you getting what I'm saying? He can say he's an enemy. He can define himself as an enemy. That's his definition. But I will not call him an enemy, but he no rich. Yes. It's where you can be in my class that you can pretend to be my enemy. Amen. When two nations are fighting, it is two nations. Two human beings are fighting against themselves. Is that not so? Yeah. That's why it's called an enemy nation. They are in the same class. They are human beings fighting themselves. Will you see a lion calling your enemy? No. It's an animal. I get what I'm saying. So I don't have an enemy for me. I don't have an enemy because there's no that person that says he wants to come against me is not in my class. My class is in God, inside God. Hallelujah. So if you say you're an enemy, I don't know what you define yourself as. I get what I'm saying. But just that you are not in my class. And that's why even if you shoot a thousand arrows, that's why the Bible says a thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. But you shall not come near you. Why? Because the things that is falling there, they are not in your class. What is falling the 10,000 and the 1,000, which is 11,000, is not in your class. Yes. Anything that can fall, God is what can fall. Mm. <laughs> I know what? God is in his own class. His own class. See, let's just place God. You see, the songwriter says, We place you in the highest place. Let's just place him in that highest place. You know, and then let's see ourselves in him, in that and yes, all yeah. this enemy nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. We'll just ah we'll, we'll just believe in our class. Yes. We'll be living in our class where we belong. Let me not stay there so long. Are we together? Yes. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. Above all gods. Now we're talking about God here, we're talking about Deities, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Talking about deities, talking about deities. Psalm um, uh, 82 verse says, For ye are gods, and ye are like children of the most high God. It says, But you shall die like mortal men. We don't read the seven. Say, You shall die like mortal men. Now, God actually did not create us to be gods, are you getting what I'm saying? He created man to be a perfect man, are you getting what I'm saying? Which is Adam. He created Adam a perfect man. Jesus, when he walked the face of the earth, he was 100% man, he walked as a perfect man too. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Now, the new creation is not created as Adam, the perfect man. The new creation is created in God. So, he's actually created as God. He's created God and put you on it. Not a small letter G O D. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so the, the gods we're talking about here are, are not our category. That's why they can die like mortal men. Yes. But where our category is, we are in Christ. Christ is in God. We are in God. So when you are categorizing God, you are looking at. And I'm saying, see, I'm inside God. So when you want to look for me, look at God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I'm in God because I'm with Christ in God. So I'm in God. So when you look at God, you are now looking at me. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is why I cannot die like a mortal man. (laughs) Because I'm not a small letter GODS. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And you know what? The Bible says here that God is what? He's also to be feared far above all gods. 
All these deities to be feared above them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. I in God am to be feared above those deities. Yeah. If we not have this understanding, see, we will praise God for who we are in God. Hallelujah. What a privilege. What a privilege that God engrafted us into himself. He locked us in himself. So, the same status he has, the same place he stays, is where we stay. The same status he has, the same status we have. So, you see, this revelation will make us praise him like no man's business. Praise him. Praise him. If you don't want to praise him because he is God above all gods, are you getting what I'm saying? Praise him because you are in him who is God above all gods. At least, for anyone, you praise him. Your mind will be moved. Next is declaring the fame of God. And the kind of fame of God is making known that God is, is, is making known that God is known and recognized by many. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. It's making known that God is known and recognized by many. Now you need to understand something. Um, when somebody is famous, he doesn't need to shout his fame. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Doesn't need to shout his fame. Bible talking about you say his fame is spread abroad. It, when somebody is asking, do you know me? Mean that the person is not famous. Are you getting what I'm saying? When the person is born, he doesn't need to introduce himself. His fame introduces himself. Mm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Alright, now so we we we, de- we we declare the fame of God by making known that God is recognized by men. He's not just known by men, he's recognized by men. You know, this whether people are serving or not is the truth. Remember the story of the particular boy, a young boy who was when he was born, his parents were atheists, you know, and so they never wanted the boy to know anything about God. So they locked him up inside the house. Without allowing him to see the sunlight, they didn't take him out at home. You know, it's like all the medications they're coming to give him at home. So that he will not have any encounter or any interaction with anybody so that God not be introduced into his life. Now, finally, at the age of three, they brought this guy and said, Finally, we have indoctrinated him against God. We have, we have degoded him. We have anti godded him. He can never be the lazy God. And for the first time, three years of age, this boy came out. As he came out, the first time he slipped up and saw the sky. And when he saw the sky, he was like, oh my God. <laughs> His parents were confused. Where did he hear God from? Hey, where did he hear from? Because God, God is present everywhere. He's present everywhere. Even the one you want to be God, God is present in that one. <laughs> so God did not have to introduce himself to that boy. His fame introduced him to the boy. Are you know what I'm saying? The boy looked at the sky and recognized God. How did he recognize him? That is why he's God. We cannot explain it. Now, this is the only news to come out of our mouth as sense on a daily basis. That's the only news. The only news, the Lord is famous. The Lord is great. The only news is this because there's news everywhere. And some of the time, busy amount is so much news that we'll never busy amount about God. Yes. I get what I'm saying. You know, but we more busy amount with the Lord. Are you get what I'm saying? There's somebody to tell about Jesus every day. There's somebody to tell about Jesus. You can tell somebody about Jesus. I was traveling and I, 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 as, as I was reading, I, there was a young um, guy by my side. And he was traveling with his father, you know, 
and I just started the conversation with him. What class are you in? He told me, with the next HSC. Yes, wow. Yeah. One of the he told me, from, I always use something to start up the conversation. So from one of the study, I heard telling about you know, pursuing his state, about um, getting um, what Okay, this course is one of the study now. What do you know about it? How many years course? Say, I don't They said this three years. I said, no, you need to know what you are going in for. Eh? You need to know so you can know how to plan. Because you have to plan. And when, from there, like I said, I gave him my own story of how I knew my own. And I wrote um, O level six, six times. If I make my taxes, it's six times, you know? And after I told the next thing I introduced, I said, I think about, about Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Talk, 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 talk about Jesus. Said he's born again. Said, Do you have a relationship? Who's enjoying you? He said, Not very good. And I said, Teach him how to have a relationship with Jesus. And the whole conversation went so beautiful. Talked about Jesus, shared scriptures with him, shared scriptures with him. At the end of the day, gave him a podcast to continue listening. He was so excited. He had to send me a WhatsApp message. I told him, I didn't go out for your name, sir. And I told him my name. But that is the news in our mouth. You understand what I'm saying? We've got to keep talking about Jesus. The devil is making his people talk about him with unapologetically. They are so bold to talk about him. And we, we are so ashamed to talk about this Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? This will be our news. Christians have every other news other than Jesus. Are we together? Yes. So we do this by making known to many generations the faithfulness of God in souls, in words. We have to make known the faithfulness of God. You see, there's barely any time I preach where I will never tell, where I will not say my testimony of, uh, of about um, 19 years ago when the doctors told me I went to that young man testimony. And you know, by the grace of God, I can talk fast. So I can just say a lot of things in a short period of time. Before he, they were about dropping, I've already finished my message. <laughs> and I've collected his phone number and sent him the details. And we are chatted on WhatsApp and we are gone. There's something, the faithfulness of God is ever there. There's something to tell somebody about what God has done. I know what we have to do this transgenerational. From one generation to another. Psalm 89, verse 1 says, Masculine of Etam, the Ezraite. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. To all generations. Every generation needs to hear the faithfulness of God. They are never too small to hear the news. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, um, I saw it too, I forgot. I saw that there was one, there's a growing uh, religion now in the in the, in the, U, in, the uh, in the UK. I forgot the name. Marshalism or whatever. I was like, what's this? I can't, when I saw that, I forgot to tell you. I, I said I was going to tell you this. I said, see, the region is going so far. I said, Lord, what is happening? What happened was because they refused to tell the, gene- the faithfulness of God to other generations. When parents were going to church, they kept their children in the amusement park. So when the children grew up, they, they were all used to amusement park, and they know they were wondering what parents were going to do inside the churches. So they started selling the churches to what? To warehouses, so that they can get money to go to amusement park. We will take them to church. Who we'll tell them the faithfulness of God? Say they don't understand. They will see them and listen. They are hearing their understanding. Their spirit is receiving. They are learning how to preach. They are only three years old. Let them hear at three years old. My mom always say, hey, speak. I spoke to my babies right away in the womb. They have the ears to hear. Tell them the faithfulness of God. Let it be a transgenerational flow. No generation should miss out from this. Are we together? Yes. When we do this, we make the knowledge of God transcend from one generation to another. This makes God happy. Are we together? Yes. 
Also, this preserves the faith and it makes for transgenerational blessing. What are they suffering in the UK? Where, where the likes of great men came out? How come that is the faith now? The next generation. The next generation. We, they were never able to transmit the faithfulness of God to the next generation. You get what I'm saying? Yes. They were never able to transmit. Ah! John Wesley, Charles Wesley, they came from there. Well, 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 how come we're having such challenges? The next generation. It has to be a transgenerational flow. Yes. They have to see the faithfulness of God. You have to teach it to them. God can provide. God is great. God is greatly to be praised. We have to tell the next generation so that the next generation can tell the next generation. Are we together? Yes. When it becomes a transgenerational thing, what happens? The faith is preserved. We are praying for revival in the UK again. We are praying for another John Wesley, another Charles Wesley. We are praying for those ones to come back again. Why? Because the faith has to be preserved. And number two, it brings about transgenerational blessings. Are you getting what I'm saying? When we do this, we make ourselves friends of God like Abraham. Look at Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, but I'll read from verse 17 to 19 to understand the story well. It says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. 19 says, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. He said, I mean, for a word, command the children, he will not negotiate to them, he will command them. It has to be, the greatness of God has to be declared from one generation to another generation in a command way. God is great to us in this family. Yes. God is faithful to us in this family. Yes. Say, but that you are not seeing the faithful. That is what you are seeing. But what I am saying is that God is faithful. God is faithful. And whether we like it or yes, we will see his faithfulness. <laughs> Say, but daddy, we don't have this, we don't have that. But God is faithful. Daddy, we need this, we that. But God is faithful. As I was going out today, I just heard the Holy Spirit drop a word in my spirit. In God allowed it, then it is for you. You may not know today. Why? But tomorrow you will know. Yes. That's how we need to tell our children. And let our children tell their children. Let it be a transgenerational flow that God is faithful. We must declare it. We must have praise songs that we have taught our children. By the grace of God, thank God as a family, God has really given us songs. We are composing songs. Are we together? Yeah. These songs, our children know it. The Lord, the Lord is giving me, giving pastor, you know, and we are trusting God very soon to come out the album. And it is first for the family. Our children know these songs. And they worship with the songs. We don't sing it public because we need to get the copyright. <laughs> they know these songs. We are teaching them these songs. Why? So that the, the greatness of God will be declared to them. And then they cannot declare it to their children. Yes. If a man can successfully declare the greatness of God to his immediate family, his children, and his children can declare to the next children, they are succeeding. That makes us friends of God. 
are we together? We must teach our children praise songs for them to teach their children. And the trend is to continue to Jesus' results. Teach them praise songs that they teach their children. Songs that declare the greatness of God. Songs that declare the fame of God. Songs that declare the renown of God. Teach them those kind of songs. So that they can teach their children those songs. Not um, not any any songs. They need to teach their children. So their children will ask them, when did they say, my daddy taught me, my mommy taught me. Our parents taught us these songs. I say, okay, I'm your teacher, yes, I give you teach your children. So they will come 20 generations time. You see that there is a particular song the generation has been singing. We always emphasize on generational causes, but we don't also emphasize on generational blessing. Generational blessing comes by when a first generation would impact the declare the praises of God to the next generation. And the next generation keeps declaring the praises of God. Declaring it and declaring it and declaring it. So it becomes a norm in their life. That kind of family, if you like, all the enchantment, enchanters in the whole world come against them. You cannot stand. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. This thing, we have to do it. Nobody will do it for us. We have to do it for ourselves. Do it to your generation. Let one generation go to another generation. And let the, the trend continue. Praise God forevermore. And then trend is declaring the glory of God. Declaring the glory of God is making known the honor, abundance, riches, splendor, dignity, reputation, and the weight of God. I that word is. The weight of God. Are we together? We talk, we talk a little on ways of God. We can go that teachings and get that. Are we together? Now, this is the content and focus of praise. Praise is about God. You see, it's not about us. You know what praise does? What sometimes what prayer does to us is that if we are not careful, it puts more of a focus on us. Lord, I need money to buy food. It's me. You are focusing on yourself. What you need. Lord, I need this, Lord, I need that. Lord, I need this, Lord, I need that. At the end of the day, discover that you are, if you're not careful, you have spent three hours focusing on yourself. That's why the Bible says, with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Prayer and supplication is either you're focusing on yourself or focusing on other people. Mm-hmm. But it's only thanksgiving that at the end of the day focuses on God. Praise moves our, the focus from us to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? And one thing the devil wants us to do is to be so self-conscious and become more God-conscious. Mm-hmm. When you succeed in doing that once, ah, the game is over. The game is over. You just see your weaknesses, you see your inability, you see your you see your frailness, you see your lack, your wants, your necessity, and you just feel useless. But you see, when we praise God, we focus on God. Yeah. We see His, we see His glory. Mm-hmm. We see His abundance. Mm-hmm. We see his riches. We see his splendor. We see his dignity. We see his reputation. We see his way. When we, when we, when we see that, we don't say anything about ourselves. And we begin to, without that, we begin to go and that way as a thing. As we behave in the glass, the glory of the Lord, we're changing to the same image from what? Glory to the Lord. The more we see all three of this through the vehicle of praise, the more we see all of this in God through the vehicle of the water pool. We are changed to the same image. So the next thing that we start seeing ourselves in honor. We start seeing ourselves in abundance. We start seeing ourselves in riches. We start seeing ourselves in splendor. We start seeing ourselves in dignity. We start seeing ourselves with the same reputation of God. We start seeing ourselves in the same way of God. All that happened, my brother, you have succeeded in the of mind. 
by the praises of God. This is the content and focus of praise. The heavens praise God. They are to do more. Yes. Psalm 19 verse 1 says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. The heavens declare it to the glory of God. If the heavens are declared, we go that we're made in this image and likeness. We are to do more. We are to do more. First Chronicles 16 verse 29 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. There is a glory that is due unto his name. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Some of us give him glory. I know it's good. Give the Lord glory. Give him it's good. But there's a glory due unto his name. When you want to give him glory, make sure the glory you are giving to him is the one due unto his name. Are you getting what I'm saying? At that point, you remove the focus from you. And let the focus be on him. You see, it's, it, you benefit more by focusing on him. We benefit more by focusing I know it's not easy to remove the focus from what we are going through. No, no, I'm not talking as though I am a, I'm a master in this. You see, pastor is better in that for, than me. I am not focus on what I'm going through. Enough. I hear what I'm saying. Yeah. But you see, the more we focus on what we are going through, the more we get weaker, the more we get smaller, the more it gets worse. Yeah. But when we focus on the glory of God. Today I told the Lord, I said, Lord, ah, by your mercies, you did this one, you did that one. You did this one. You see, that's focusing on his glory. When the devil brings it all together, I say, God did it. The same matter I did, he handled it this place, so he handled it that place. I just, just focus on what he has done, his honor. His rep- when he said, God, you did it before, you did it again, you're focusing on his reputation. He has a reputation in your life already. When anybody tells me about sickness and about disease, ah, man, 19 years ago, this God busted the bubbles of all the house officers that came together to come and want to enforce cancer on me and tumor. He busted the bubbles. If he did it before, he can do it again. He can do it again. Ah! We've seen him do things before. We praise God on the revelation of his reputation. Are you know what I'm saying? If he did it before, Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today and forever, what that implies is reputation. He has a reputation that has remained constant. So we can always, based on his previous doings, expect him to do the present one. Are we together? And you see, the heavens are giving glory. What did he do for the heavens? What did he do? When I'm talking about the heavens, I'm talking about the farmers then. What did he do for them? But just put them to their living. Look at us, what he has been doing. Look at us. And what is he doing for us? And what did he do for us? We know we have some of us have reputation of we know his reputation over the years. We know his reputation. We know his reputation. And yet, even with reputation, we cannot keep praising him. See, if we are conscious of God's reputation, we will praise more than us. Yeah. Because look at it. He has done things in the past. He will yet to Amen. Give unto the Lord glory be unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord. My brothers, my sisters, this is what we are meant to do. Let our songs be filled with this. Let our words be filled with this. Praise does not, yes, is a, is a music, but praise is also in words. Lord, you are good, and your mercies endure forever. Let us go ahead and pray.
you're out there, you've not made Jesus your Lord and personal Savior, um, I would want to invite you to make this decision. It's the best decision you can make in your life. And I encourage you to do it. Now, if you want to make this decision, please say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for me. And on Calvary's tree, you shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132. OR, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. Thanks for listening to this teaching. We believe you were blessed listening to this prophetic and life-changing teaching episode. We would like to receive your praise report of your encounter with the Lord through the ministry of Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. To send in your praise report or make a request, Kindly send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. If you need more information about the ministry and would like to give a love offering today, you can visit our website via www.chimdiohahunaministry.org. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord.